Trigger warning. This podcast contains material about murders and learning about these can become very sensitive topics to people. If you do not like listening about murders that have happened to real people in life, I encourage you to stop listening. Hey, what is up, you guys? Welcome back to Say Their Names about MMIW, where we talk about cases that have to do with missing and murdered Indigenous women that need more acknowledgement in the community. Today, we'll be talking about the three cases that started the Highway of Tears, but known as Highway 16 at the time in the mid-1990s in Northern British Columbia, Canada. These three women were found murdered within the span of six months. Ramona Wilson, Roxanne Theria, and Alicia Germain. We have to say their names. Ramona Wilson was the first girl to go missing. She was born February 15, 1976, and grew up in Smithers, British Columbia. She always had wanted to become a psychologist when she became older to help people. She always was very interested in learning about her culture and wanted to understand it. When her mother was a child, she had been taken away and sent off to a residential school. When her mother came back, it left her traumatized, but she decided to have kids like Ramona, the youngest, and her older brothers. Her brothers had always gotten into trouble with the law, with getting caught with the RCMP doing illegal things. Ramona wanted to feel cultured about being indigenous and felt as it was her duty to learn about their culture since her mom could not get that experience and got it taken away in the residential school. In the early summer, at the start of June of 1994, she had gotten a job as a counselor and was very excited to attend. On June 11, 1994, Ramona was last seen. She was going to a dance with some friends and parties as well. To get rides back in 1994, they had a plan beforehand, which her uncle said he would help do. Then they did not have cell phones, so they couldn't communicate to each other. Hazeltown is where the dance was located. Ramona had left at 9.45 p.m. at night, but there was still daylight. Beforehand, she ate dinner with her family before she ended up disappearing. Her friend Crystal realized she never made it to the dance and thought she had gone to her boyfriend's for the night. In the morning, she called her mother, Matilda, and she thought Ramona was with Crystal. They both looked passive, but then Ramona had skipped school and work. Crystal had suspected that something was up, and they did not see each other the whole weekend. Her family had called the RCMP, but they brushed it off because of her brother's history with them and getting in trouble. Ramona was a straight A student and never skipped school or work. Her mom, Matilda, had now became worried about her. The parents had to do their research alone to find where she was until a week later when the RCMP decided to step in and believe that she was missing. But they ended up finding nothing. Seven months later, in January 1995, an anonymous tip came in and had stated that her body was in the back of Smithers Airport, but they went looking back there and never found anything either. A total of 10 months after Ramona went missing, ATV riders had found remains of her with cable ties surrounded her deceased body. It was found April 9, 1995. The RCMP had wondered how the anonymous tip had knew her body was behind the airport on, high, on hard to find trails. 
there was a theory that Ramona was at a party near the airport and walked near Highway 16 to find a ride to the dance where she was going to meet her friends. And then people think that she got hit while she was walking. Within the span of 10 months, she was missing. She was missing, and two more teens had gone missing, like Roxanne's theory. In Roxanne's childhood, she had gone between Mildred and her biological mom until she was three years old. She was born in Manitoba in 1978, but then had moved to Quinsell, British Columbia, when she was five years old, and started having bad attitudes and behavioral issues when she became friends with new people. She started doing drugs when she became older and she started off with marijuana and then went to cocaine her mother wanted to get her help but she had refused and ended up running away from home in march 1994 she also had dropped out of school when she had left her home she had to start supporting herself and she kept in touch with her family in june she went back home to pack more things up and her family had reached out for help for roxanne to help get her past her drug usage and was more up to it this time instead of making a living by selling her body for sex. Just to get through it, she had ambitions and goals to become an artist, including a fashion designer, and was very passionate about it. Roxanne took her parents' constructive criticism to go to rehab. Before then, she had gone to Prince George, back where she originally was, to get her things and come back the next day to then go to the rehab and get help with her drug problems. Memorial Day weekend was the last time she had been seen. In late August, there was remains found near Burns Lake near Highway 16, but declared she died in late July. The remains were not far from Ramona's, also found later on in the year. They named Roxanne's case as a homicide and continues to be unresolved. One day after Roxanne's body was left to rest in December near her hometown where Mildred had raised her as a teen, another teen had gone missing. Her name was Alicia Germain. She was 15 years old at the time and coincidentally had been friends with Roxanne while they worked off the streets together. Alicia had gone by the name Leah, and most people knew her as Leah. She had a problem with drugs as well, and her parents had separated when she was 14, a year before, and had gotten to her mentally very severely. Alicia had been in foster homes and group homes, and would always run away from them as soon as possible. She had grown up a happy, bubbly child with an entertaining personality, with singing and dancing all the time. Alicia had been sobering up because she wanted to focus on graduating on time and wanted to become something one day, and she was in grade 10 at the time. Alicia was last seen November 9th, 1994, at the Native Friendship Club for their annual Christmas dinner. It was for homeless teens with over 100 people that had attended. It was in Prince Georgetown, British Columbia, and she was last seen around 7 to 8 p.m. downtown, leaving the dinner. Approximately at 11 p.m. at night the same day, teen bikers had been going through a field and found her body behind an elementary school. She had been stabbed multiple times that caused her death. Something similar that happened with all of these three cases is that 
No one knows who killed these girls and is still going on till this day. People became aware of the new serious nickname for Highway 16 as the Highway of Tears. All the people spread the word not to hitchhike on the highway because there have been 80 plus victims that had gone missing, murdered, their bodies have been dumped near or on the highway, and if you live in British Columbia, please be careful if you are an indigenous woman and you are Prince George, Prince Rupert, British Columbia. If you know any information about these unresolved cases, please contact the RCMP tip line at one 800 and anonymous crime stoppers at one 8477 Thank you for listening and hearing out the people who do not get justice.